Okay, Chimichangas, Michael Lobo, this is Just Because the Human Experience Podcast, episode 100 and 51, 151. This was recorded August 7th, 2021. Hey, y'all, uh, two kids is no joke. Shout out to people with multiple children to single parents to people who i don't fucking got custody of 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 a child um teachers my god i'm exhausted i'm not doing well um but here we are it is february 14th oh happy valentine's day i guess if you if that's a thing for you um it's not for me although um it is six years married to a wonderful lady who puts up with me and and challenges me and and loves me for all the awesome things that i am but also all the shitty things and you know pushes me to be better so serena happy anniversary my guests were marcel j ford who i refer to him as my dean because he is my dean six and then my little bro, Tim, who we call Maslow. There's some goodies in here. So give it a listen. Eat a lot of chocolate. You don't have to be with somebody to do that. too happy i was too happy for this <laughs> this is not gonna happen how you doing dean i am slightly less overweight but <laughs> as good as it can gonna get i'm a little sleepy this morning i'm sorry i'm trying to wake up how are you guys doing this morning i'm so happy to see you uh, yeah how are you maslow i'm good i had this terrible client this morning that i had to take photos of Wait, why? What was? It was you, Michael. Yeah, it was me. I was gonna say, wait a second. We did a. You took my photos this morning. <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't let me do any shirtless. So that's you know, I threw a fit about it. I'm pretty. True. Upset. I need them to be shirtless. What was the best and worst part of your week? <laughs> me go first. Oh, shit. Sure. The the past seven days, uh, we just started school, so. It's it's been hectic with the kiddos, of course, new kids who don't know the rules, so I have to do my best to not snatch them up. And so my hand is trembling, and I go, no, no, not yet. There will be time for that, just to, so they learn the ropes. But uh, it's it's just always hectic in the classroom and getting getting kids uh, used to things. That was that was the worst part. Uh, best part last night I went to to dinner with Libra, Itswala, and Resilience, and then this morning I saw Maslow. So and then now I'm seeing Dean Six, so I'm having a lot of a lot of rows this weekend, which I'll I'll always welcome. Yeah, I'll say that's the best part is seeing seeing y'all. I needed I needed a break from life. This is good. Yeah, you you kind of stole my best part of my week. 
I was literally going to say my best part of my week right now is seeing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share it. We'll share it. It's cool. It puts a smile on my face. It reminds <laughs> me of anything outside of the normal, right? For sure. What was the worst part, Dean? I didn't have a worst part. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. Because I guess so. I, I, I keep telling you every day i wake up these days is a great day for me so mm. it's hard for me to have have bad days when i start remembering that so i, I need so, to try unfortunately, that i didn't have anything that was really horrible this week so that's that's great good thing if you ask me yeah no that's that's pretty good yeah maslow nope he's changing rooms here we go nope i said not him not today okay here we go changing rooms because in my office, it said I had an insecure, unsecure internet connection, and it was or unstable. Mm. So I say I so have I'm back in my normal spot. I have an insecure human connection. That's, <laughs> that's me. So that's it was the call. best, worst part of my week. Uh huh. There were a few worsts. God um, damn. There was a. It was there was a really disappointing thing that happened. I'm going to give out as few details as possible, but uh. I had a client, a potential client, or so I thought, who I, I I must have just misunderstood everything he was talking about. But essentially, it seemed, you know how they have like uh, communities where you pay like, I forget what it's called, but you pay like a monthly fee for a doctor, and then your visits cost nothing. Mm. What I misunderstood about this uh, thing was evidently I thought that they wanted to set something like that up with a community of theirs for a photographer, but uh, I misunderstood. And it was basically a marketing firm that was uh, offering to have us pay to advertise through them. And oh. so when it was explained to me, I imagined, you know, money going one way and uh, what it actually was, was money going the other way. And so it went from, you know, I potentially have a reliable recurring client to, you know, advertising, which we're a little too small. We're advertising on Yelp right now. And even that is like, it's, you know, costing some money and we're not sure that it's uh, worth it at the moment. So we're not really ready to branch out and start advertising other places yet. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big disappointment. That was probably... That's one of the two worst things in my week. Probably the worst one, honestly. Uh, the best thing in my week? <laughs> um, uh, probably the photo shoot this morning and the thing I did with that photo that I took of you. Yeah, uh, it's, it's scary. With, with the mouth. So just, <laughs> just to fill everybody, uh, Dean Six and the, all the listeners in Moscow, um, so I was getting headshots done so I can start auditioning again. And I guess I do this thing when I'm just resting my face where I bite my bottom lip and Serena will yell at me, uh, stop fucking biting your bottom lip. Um, and I, I, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just my sexy look. So we did a photo shoot a couple of weeks ago and then the photos came out great. It's just I'm making that face. So we, we did it again this morning with uh, Maslow. And so... I guess in one really cool picture uh, that I really liked, I'm doing the face again. And so Maslow was able to fix it in this magical way of with 
I don't I don't know what program you use, but um, oh, that was just Photoshop. Yeah, he gave me a different mouth, my mouth, but it it looked really good. Should I not say that? We'll bleep it out. Um, it would just be a long bleep. <laughs> I had a photo shoot bleep. of your entire explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the best part. I kind of want hips now. So if you could figure that out, I can do that. Okay. Don't judge us, Dean Six, please. You're talking to a guy who, even when I'm standing up, I'm still sitting down. My butt's so big. So, <laughs> same difference. Uh huh. How's your catering? Have you started catering again, right? Yes, I have. And I'm not going to complain. You know, been catering. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I, I, I'm, I'm doing a whole lot of little small jobs because people aren't, people are calling me, they want to do things. And of course, that's always for next year. Mm. You know, and right now is when bills need to be paid. Yeah. And then the other part is, uh, yeah, there are all these little small jobs and you can't say no to them because it is still money and you never know what might lead to the next thing and whatnot. But trying to explain to somebody that it literally takes me the same amount of time except for chopping to cook for 20 people as it does to cook for 100 people. Mm. There's no exaggeration to that. The barrels still take the same amount of time to get hot. You know, potatoes still take the same amount of time to mm. boil. <laughs> you know, it's just that I made a meal for 20 people as opposed to 100. <laughs> Yeah, I miss your no Yeah, COVID, COVID's really fucking everything up. Um, there are a lot of people's plans, but what is your song recommendation? Ask you Mine? guys. Both. Oh, bo- sorry. Both. <laughs> yeah. You go ahead, Dean Six. I'm going with, for some reason, on my mind like crazy, "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac, 1977. Now, why? Why is that currently in your head? I don't know why in particular, because there's a, there's a follow-up song that goes with that, which is Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they both are significant to me because here's the magic question. How old is Dean Six? 19. 17. 17, sorry. 17. 17. I thought I wanted to make you an adult. Oh, no, okay. You're right. 17. Not, okay. 17. <laughs> Woo. 19. No way. No, I'm no sorry. No way. All right, you, know, you go to jail. You have to pay fines when you're 19. No way, 17. <laughs> Anywho, one could assume that when I was a singer in high school was when Under the Bridge was released. And there was a young lady who was a super great friend of mine back then who gave me a mixtape. Now, what is a tape? What is a... You know, first of all, yeah, what is a tape? <laughs> mixtape. And uh, well, two of her favorite songs were on there. Well, uh, they were all her favorite songs, but those two songs stick out. And every once in a while, I've been thinking about her a lot. She was a person who was just extremely helpful, um, cared a lot about me along those lines. Just nothing romantic, just like like a sister who just really, really, really just cared and wanted to make sure that this poor kid living in South Central was making it through the riots, sorry, uprising that, that were happening at the time and, and all that goodness. And she's been on my mind. And unfortunately, I can't find her any longer. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. I woke up this morning and Dreams was on my mind. Okay. It's a good song if you guys literally just, you know, the lyrics. I mean, yeah, it's about the two members of Fleetwood Mac breaking up because one wants to go have all his fun and whatever else. But, you know, you can make your own interpretations out of any song if you want. That's what music's good for. Mm-hmm. Maslow, what is your song? Uh, a song that is on any given day, it's probably stuck in my head at some point, would be Helplessness Blues by Fleet Foxes. It means a lot to me because I view it as like the millennial anthem. So I don't know if I should recite lyrics here. If you want, should yeah, I recite whatever. Lyrics? Yeah. It starts out, I was raised up believing I was somehow unique, like a snowflake distinct among snowflakes, unique in each way you can see. But now after some thinking, I'd say I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machinery serving something beyond me. But I don't know, I don't know what that would be. I'll get back to you someday soon, you'll see. And so uh, that's basically just, you know, we possibly uh, more than any other generation, we don't really feel like we have a place in the world. And so, you know, we were all raised, you know, being taught that each of us is, you know, a beautiful and unique snowflake. And uh, for me personally, it speaks to me very much because I'm, you know, very much about thinking globally, trying to act as globally as I, you know, as we can. Um, but, uh, so the, the second verse is, um, what's my name? What's my station? Oh, just tell me what I should do. I don't mean to be kind to the armies of night that would do such injustice to you, uh, or bow down and be grateful and say, sure, take all that you see to the men who move only in dimly lit halls and determine my future for me. And I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I'll get back to you someday soon. You'll see. And that is, of course, you know, just reaching out, like, somebody tell me, like, what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And then the third verse is, uh, it's, uh, you can edit this out. No, I'm going to keep all of this now. Oh, great. If if I know. Um, If I know only one thing, it's that everything that I see of the world outside is so inconceivable, often I barely can speak. Yeah, I'm tongue-tied and dizzy, and I can't keep it to myself. What good is it to sing Helplessness Blues? Why should I Why should I wait for anyone else? And I know, yes, I know that you'll keep me on the shelf. I'll get back to you someday soon myself. And then there's this big musical interlude, and there's some other lyrics, but the last lyric of the song is, uh, after all the other music has, like, dropped away, he says, someday I'll be like the man on the screen. Mm. And that's the end of the song. And... I don't know. I've I've always, you know, been very uh, passionate about film, and you know what? Who, what is the man on the screen? Uh, he's he's a man who knows what he wants, and he knows how to get it. And just the idea that you know I can't even conceive of what I want from life. So how can I possibly think of how to get it? And just the dream that maybe someday I will know. I don't know. It speaks a lot to me. I, I get very emotional whenever I hear or sing the song. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's and it's in my head a lot because I, I commonly feel like I'm just floating without purpose or direction. 
and fighting like hell to try to give myself those things. Yeah. Um, Blues by Fleet Foxes. Dean Six as a 17 year old, does that connect with you on some way? I was actually really processing those lyrics. I mean, the snowflake part, man, I just had this discussion with someone a couple of days ago where I said, in reality, how many of those little sperms were fighting? They were like probably like a gang together here and there. Hey, we're the guys that that are this way. We're the sperm that are this way. We're gonna work together to make one of us make sure we get that egg. And I've always heard this whole thing about you're a winner because you know you're the sperm that actually made yeah. the egg and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, you mean to tell me that the person who was you know born blind or whatever you know all those little weird things i'm like geez that was the winner of all the other ones man you know not i'm just just saying just right right to, yeah and then i'm like wow verse two is verse two about capitalism and and that's what we're all about i was like wow that's that's interesting i already have marked the song for me to listen to after this so i can fully hear it myself but i was like wow is this, is, 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 am I taking it too literally, thinking that this is about capitalism or not? No, no. And then, of course, I don't know. In the third verse, verse he just said, I'm just like, mm. once again, do you make it in life by what you achieve or don't achieve or society says you achieve? Or do you make it by life by not finishing first? Well, the, the third verse for me, uh, a lot of it has to do with that's the, you know, when I look outside, uh, it's about the world just being so overwhelming, which I think a, a lot of people, uh, at least now, after last year can relate to, you know, just seeing all the stuff that came to a head when no one was working for a short time, you know, with the protests and the police violence and just, you know, when we started, when we stopped paying attention to you know keeping our head down and doing what we had to do every day and we started all paying attention to all the stuff that goes on in the world everybody freaked out and so uh i don't know to me the third verse is at least the first half of the third verse is just about that feeling of you know what difference can i make the the world is so vast and there's so much wrong with it that it can just be completely overwhelming. It, it can be numbing, just looking at everything that is wrong <laughs> or could be better or, you know. Yeah, struggling a bit this week because like you got my, like my dad passed away and then like school starting and then Serena's pregnant and there's just a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, you go to work, <laughs> gotta feed the kid, um, get him to bed and then we maybe have an hour to hang out or an hour to watch something but we got to make lunches for tomorrow and we got to wash the dishes that we just used that night and then we gotta we, we gotta feed the dogs and and i remember saying to serena i go i this can't just be it we we need to make time to unwind and she said this is just being an adult and i go yeah but i this this can't just be life. Like we just work and work and work until we don't get to enjoy the things we're supposedly working for. So that's been on my mind a lot lately is trying to figure out how to etch out time to just enjoy. So that I look forward to these 
you know the, these podcasts or because uh, I get like this hour to just talk and it's not work related like th- these are fun and I enjoy them mm-hmm. um, yeah that was it that was just talking about it nothing to do with it. all right uh, the song that's been stuck in mine because sort of like I, I'm trying to be more positive and not just always be so down and so I'm forcing myself and so when I hear this song I feel good there's I, I don't think you could hear this song and not just sort of feel better I feel and since Maslow read his lyrics I will read a couple uh get up stay on the scene like a sex machine uh by James Brown <laughs> get up get on up I mean goddamn that's such a good ass song like I <laughs> I just, I feel better just like thinking about it and even just reading that. And uh, I, I wish it didn't say sex machine so I could play it for my students because it, it just has a good beat also just musically, it's really good. Um, but I just, I feel so good. So we'll, we'll play it. And our son is at that stage now where he can keep a beat and he's starting to dance to songs he likes. And so uh, he'll dance to it when it comes on. So yeah, Get On Up by James Brown. Wonder what the next album coming out. All right. Wow. Too soon, it's, guys. It's a Too possibility. Soon. You know? It is I'm... a possibility. You got to remember this. So many artists made so many songs. Yeah. And that were like never released. And with today's technology and how fast they can loop things together and whatever else, mm-hmm. James Brown might come out with a whole new album. <laughs> And he might even be rapping in it or something. <laughs> you <I'll> t- <laughs> <laughs> I need a James Brown featuring Mystical just uh, on a song together. That'd be- you, can, you can throw in that shake your ass. You know, yeah. Sex machine. Exa- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please, somebody make that. Um, so the, the six questions I have, what did you do in the past week to take care of yourself? Anybody, anybody can go first. Nope, there it goes. He's gone. And we lost. Uh, I, similar to, to you, you know, feeling like I just need time to unwind. Um, I have lived in, uh, in the desert for most of my life. And uh, I've been really feeling the need to escape because, uh, you know, just like when you live in Vegas, there's no magic to Vegas anymore. Uh, I, I work in the Desert Botanical Gardens and everyone who visits is always like, oh, it's so beautiful here. And like, I don't see no. it. I, no. I do not see it. And uh, we have extra sky, according to Dean Six. Everything that is, you know, a property of the desert now to me uh, is more like prison bars. You know, you see beautiful cacti, I see prison bars. And I just feel the need to just get out of here. And like, I wouldn't say I torture myself, but I, you know, I've seen so much of the world in film and photographs, and I've just never seen any of it for myself. Uh, so I really want to start traveling, but um, I had a day off recently and I decided to, you know, practice a self-care moment because I was just a- anywhere I look, you know, uh, I feel like is just more brown and more desert and more 
of the same. And so I went just on, on a random whim, I decided to go to the movies and I saw uh, the green Knight, which I loved. So that was really good. There was almost a fist fight in the theater. Now that I remember uh, when I went to see it, there was one guy who wouldn't get off of his phone. And one of the guys behind him was like, yo, get off your phone. And he was like, what'd you say to me? Get the fuck off your phone. Uh, sorry for cursing. Uh, this is supposed to be a clean, this is supposed to be for children. And then the, the guy near the front was, he, he stood up and he was like, I'll see you out outside the theater, right outside the theater. And all I thought was great. If I have to go to the bathroom, he's going to just like deck me when I exit the theater. Uh, so I didn't exit the theater. <laughs> I peed um, in a cup. I stayed there for three days just to be <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, no, it was it was good. I, I loved it, and it was uh, it was an escape. Uh, beautiful, beautiful imagery in that movie. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't the desert. There's a lot of a lot of trees. I think there there was at least one tree. Those leaves. That's more than here. <laughs> Indeed. How about you, Dean Six? What you do in the past week to take care of yourself? I have continued my self-teaching, learning. I am doing a number of certifications right now so that whenever I do return back to someone giving me money to do something or pretend like I'm doing something, yeah, that it would work out. Um, in fact, uh, I'm so burnt out on certification tests right now that it's Drive me a little nuts, but that would probably be the best thing I did this week. Besides reminding myself a few times this week to just breathe, relax. It's really, really important. One thing I tried to share with you, Enigma, a little while ago was, you know, it doesn't really matter what's happening in your life. The world still goes on, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, it's your choice if you're going to move along with it or... How about this? I grew up in this wonderful place that they've tried to rename, but it's still to those who live there, South Central Los Angeles, okay? And in South Central, we had a number of people that were homeless, you know, because South Central is right next to downtown, literally Jefferson Boulevard, South Central, downtown LA. This side, Jefferson Boulevard, USC. This side, Jefferson Boulevard, downtown. University Mm -hmm. of Southern California says that they're on Jefferson Boulevard, so they're in downtown LA, but they're on the South Central side. The entire campus is on the South Central side, but whatever. (laughs) Even even (laughs) all those things being said, (laughs) uh, you know, there's a number of homeless people. And it's interesting because my perspective of homelessness, depending on who you're speaking to uh man those are some like destitute people on the other side you might have some people that are homeless that are living life they do not have the same everyday commitments that we have that you know the quote-unquote being an adult right Mm -hmm. and when i remember uh when i came to chico to go to school and people were talking to me about camping camping right i went camping when i was in la you know they take you to these places they have these big old huge halls with bunks in them and whatnot and you know your feet touch dirt maybe 
between walking from one hall to the other, and you're up in the Angeles Mountains, whatever it is, the National Forest. Is that anywho? Um, and then people were like, "Oh no, real camping with tents and sleeping bags and dirt and whatever." And I'm like, um, "Where I come from, we call that being homeless." Yeah. <laughs> you mean you're you're intentionally sleeping outside? <laughs> you're intentionally sleeping on the ground? I mean, once again, perspective. Mm -hmm. It's camping. It's fun. Now, where I come from, we call that being homeless. Mm -hmm. So that weird tangent I just went off on right now goes back to my week and my thinking. Sometimes every once in a while I have to stop and just literally just be like, so what? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there, there's, yeah. a, there's a commentary to be made on the, uh, the privilege of people who decide to just play homeless for a few days. Yeah, because they have the opportunity to do so. There is so much cash in being homeless. You'd be surprised. I mean, I I keep keep you know offering to go put a sign. I mean, <laughs> I got cardboard. I can make a sign. I can stand right next, at, like four blocks away from me is the, the freeway exit, and my sign will be "Give me money," and I will put my clothes back on. Perfect. I make, You'll get. I will make so much money. <laughs> The more money you give me, the another item of clothing I will put on. Now you gotta think about it. They're only there at that stop for a good 20, 30 seconds. True. But I gotta make it worth it. I gotta dance, I gotta jiggle, I gotta uh -huh. do whatever I gotta do to make them be like, here, here, put a sock on, do something. I don't care where you put it, just put a sock on. Just somewhere on your body. Just somewhere on your body. There is money to be made there, yeah. guy. <laughs> it's like the reverse of OnlyFans. That's <laughs> Paying money to put clothes back on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm God. that special night at the Moody Bar. <laughs> it starts at 2 p.m. Put it on! <laughs> put it on! Put it on! <laughs> Fleetwood Mac is your song. Uh, what a terrible song at the strip club. And I do in the past week. Wednesday was probably the, the roughest mentally for me because I was like the very first day of school you know Serena picked up uh, me and my son and from school we came here and as soon as we walked in I put the lunch boxes down and I just poured a glass of whiskey and I just that's it like I, I said uh to my son watch as much Looney Tunes as you want I'm I'm with you right here and uh then after that you know I was contemplating whether to cancel therapy on Thursday um, and I decided, no, this is a commitment I made to, to try to get through stuff. So I need to keep it. So I, I kept it, but, um, those are two, one, one healthy way, one, uh, maybe not so healthy way. It's, I do need to remind myself to breathe because sometimes we, we get so tense and we're just so busy doing stuff that just the act of breathing, taking a minute, a minute or two, a really resets thing. So I, I definitely need to do that. What's the most expensive thing you've broken? My self-esteem. There it is. The <laughs> same. My son's heart. I don't know. <laughs> Your mm. self-esteem. God damn it. One of the honest answer. <laughs> I wasn't joking when I said that. For the record. No, I, no we're keeping it. It's. <laughs> we're moving on. It's good. <laughs> uh, my car. 
Okay, how do you break your car though? Your car breaks down unless you're actively running it into something. I, uh, I, I brought it to the point that it required repair that I could not provide. Okay. So we went through this whole nightmare this summer of, I bought this really nice, I bought this GMC Acadia, which is the nicest vehicle I have ever owned in my life. It's the nicest thing that I have ever not owned. And uh, the radiator blew, which fried some hoses and fried some temperature sensors. Uh, so I had to get all that fixed. When I got the car back, my AC didn't work and the hood shock wasn't hood shocking. And so I brought it back. And uh, when they were fixing that, I asked them to do an oil change uh, because we were going on a vacation. So we went on the vacation and as we were driving back, we got a low oil warning, which probably shouldn't be happening uh, if they just did an oil change. We get home, I check the dipstick, there's nothing, nothing on the dipstick. And uh, this is where I learned exactly how uh, the measurement system on a dipstick works. So there's nothing on the dipstick. It's like four quarts low. So I mistakenly put in four quarts. Because in my mind, uh, zero plus four equals four. Yeah. So I then check the dipstick and the oil is like way too high. And so I think, okay, I'll drain the oil and then pour a little bit back in. So I get below the car and the putting the too much oil in it was what required the repair. Although it would have needed one anyway, because when I went under the car, there was oil everywhere. The, I forget what it's called, the little plug. It's a nut, but it's it's the plug that uh, plugs the, the bottom of the oil system. I went to unscrew that and it was on so tight that I injured my shoulder and arm and stripped the nut. Oh, shit. Which I've been told that when, when, you, when you tighten that nut too tight, it can create an oil leak. So they probably tightened it. You're just supposed to, like, hand tighten it. And so uh, they probably just tightened it too much, created an oil leak. So I decided every single time I bring it back to this mechanic, uh, something more is wrong with it. Uh, so I went to an actual, uh, hopefully more reputable mechanic, a GMC dealership, and they fixed it and everything's been fine since. But had I simply uh, shown some caution and added a little bit of oil at a time, it wouldn't have required repair, but I way overfilled it evidently. So that's not technically broken, but... I got it to a place where if I had driven it down there, I had to get it towed. If I had driven it down there, I probably would have damaged some spark plugs and done a whole much, whole bunch more damage to my car. Here's mm-hmm. a question to you. You ready? Had you I am not ready. done this, the chances or possibilities were that you would continue to go to that same mechanic over time, which in theory would also relate to you doing what? Spending more money mm-hmm. and having more things broken each time you go to that mechanic. As opposed to you having this one incident that made you say, nah, I think I need to go someplace else. So in reality, you may have saved yourself money, time, you know, frustration over the long haul. It, well, from what you had just said, it sounded like each time you've gone, you've come back with, you know, you went for problem A and came back with problem C. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
Indeed. So you may have done your, this is how I think about things in life. You may have yeah. done something good for yourself. Right. So, your future self is happy. Your future self, yes. Open this door. It's like future Stewie coming back and talking to younger Stewie. Right. I, I was going to make the self-esteem joke, so now that that's gone, um, <laughs> it really was. When I typed up the questions, I go, ha, ah, self-esteem joke. Ah, or, do the joke. Or Serena's heart. Um, uh, hmm. I mean, I've broken a lot of stuff, but I don't think anything like just that's super expensive. I mean, I guess a laptop. Uh, how did I break it? Oh, yeah, porn sites. So I it just a lot of viruses. So that was a couple hundred. What is it? The the Geek Squad or whoever at, at Best Buy looked at it and they go, there's a lot of malware on here. There is. There's a lot. And then just looked at me and I said, <laughs> just, just trash it. I was, I was, I'll get in. <laughs> just don't, don't tell my wife. She's somewhere. She comes back to say you couldn't save it. Um, that, that's probably it. What would be your strategy for a zombie apocalypse? I think about this a lot because I love that idea. Like the zombies uh walking dead 28 days later stuff like that what would be your strategy we've all thought about it don't act like you haven't you've have. never thought of this oh i have i have okay i'm set okay i'm a caterer so you right? got a lot of food i got a lot of everything i got everything i need to survive without you know okay i probably will need another you need a couple. fence hmm? you need a fence I need to, I, I have a fence. Did you fix that fence? Okay. I fixed the fence. Scary right. enough. <laughs> uh, besides gasoline to refill uh, my generators, uh, I think if, if you're smart, the place you run to first in a zombie apocalypse is you you hit Walmart or your, your local um, sporting goods store or whatever to stock up on dry goods and ammunition, basically. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I have no friends, so I don't have to worry. But if someone knocks on my door, obviously I know it's a zombie or whatever, because I have no friends. You get it? Wait, so if I walk to Chico and I knock on your door, you're going to shoot it? No. Or Okay. I know that will never happen, because you can only walk from Tempe well, or drive. Phoenix anywhere at night. You can't yeah. walk anywhere in the day. Not in Arizona, no. Not in Arizona until you cross the border and all of a sudden the two suns become one again. <laughs> it's really strange. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. And then again, see, look at it logically. So then you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. If he could only walk around at night, I mean, I guess that might help him. You might be a zig and zag and whatever else, but nah, nah. Mm, that makes sense then. That's I mean, a- I mean, I mean oh. is, it, is it not true? I've heard this that you generally do not let your children outside between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. We shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Like the kids you like are the ones you keep indoors. Oh, yeah. The ones you don't like? Because, you know, back in the day, you had children for a purpose. That was to work on the farm. That was labor. Well, you don't have that same need anymore. So if you have four or five kids, that's just another mouth to feed. Send that kid outside. Tell him to go play out in the sun. Give him a skateboard. That's true. And no pads. That's what I do with my students. I'll say, hey, uh, for you three, it's recess. Get out there. Yeah. What about the rest of us? No, you stay here. No, you stay here. It's going to be all right. You stay in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read some books. Get a job. 
I don't want to. Drink some water. You know. Some water. <laughs> Kids pounding at the door. We want water. You don't need water. No, you don't need water. You'll be good. You're outside. Lick the other kid's sweat off his face. That's all the water you need. There yeah. you go. Yeah. See? For me, a few friends and I have, uh, we have a plan. He owns a large amount of property down in Mexico that is not near anything. And it's lush, it's green, it's easy to plant things. We'd basically get up, grab our, you know, all the food we can and get down to Mexico. Mm. And start a take, farm life. Are you taking uh, plus ones on this? Because uh, I didn't hear him say that. No, I didn't say that. I did not hear him say that. I didn't even hear him say I'm gathering a cat and taking a cat with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, goal one for me would be, uh, you know, after procuring food, after procuring food, it would be get away from where people are. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then set up a system where I can make sure that food and shelter will continue and, you know, stock up on any defensive items I have to. We, we all, you know, we all have some defensive items in our home. Joe Biden is listening to this. Um, I, I lost it in a lake. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> well, the best part is this. Because of, like, cloud services, even if, if we did honestly have, like, the world come to an end, we would probably still have uh streaming services working for us one way or the other that, I'm that's sure. cool. Netflix. Oh, I, I, I do think so i think so we have gotten to the point now where enough of these server farms have alternative forms of energy supplying them think about it and they're fully automated think about it really? i can watch punky brewster damn it. all day long damn it that's what you choose when aliens come to Earth in two billion years after humanity is long extinct, they'll be able to watch Netflix. They'll be able to watch Westworld on HBO Max. Well, I mean, nothing you have to pay for is going to work anymore. I mean, True. to a point. Oh, to a point. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, someone thinking... someone who is rich enough is going to have that recurring payment just coming out of their account, and that account will still be active. Yeah, right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> But, you know, my credit card isn't going to work after a while. No, yeah. Anymore. So in any case, um, yeah, man, Punky Brewster all day. You just don't know. I, Alf? Alf all day. I got Punky Brewster. What kind of 17-year-old are you? I got I got Family Guy. Okay. Because, and, then, and then after that, I if, I can, if I can watch South Park. South Park, yeah. That's pretty much all I need to watch on TV that I don't, that I don't have to pay for. Right. Cadence has a thing about, I don't know if this would apply more for like the Purge, like the Purge movies, but he always said if something big like that happened, he would just stay in South Phoenix because no one's coming to South Phoenix voluntarily. <laughs> so that's where I live uh, two blocks from him. So that's, you know, I'm going to stay here. Go get some, <laughs> get some supplies and then just stay here. I hope everyone just stays the fuck out of here because it looks like we already went through it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the, the crackheads on the corner will provide a wall against the zombies. Two things that'll always survive. Yeah. Cockroaches, crackheads. In South Central, when I grew up, it was a known thing. There is no such thing as a fat crackhead. That's true. That's the first thing. And mm -hmm. the second thing is you will never catch a crackhead. They are faster. <laughs> if they if if the Olympics would, would get rid of the whole dope banning thing, whatever else. 
and the Americans were allowed to put crackheads into any running event whatsoever? Just just pull up, put them in a <laughs> truck, and fly them out. Go! Go now! <laughs> At the end, there's, crack. there's some crack. <laughs> All the crack you could have ever spoke. At the end of this line. Just wait, you gotta wait for the world running speed broken. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think about it. The other countries would be trying to get American crackheads to defect mm-hmm. and you know, to become citizens in their own country to the compete. I mean, the Olympics would be completely changed. It would be very changed. Different. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have any of those sports like the equestrians and whatever because they would sell their horses. For crack. To get more crack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor horses. How do you define consciousness? I was going to ask you a question earlier. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> said, let's race to your question. When you said that you had your 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 cup, glass, gallon, jug, <laughs> pint of it's whiskey. Increasing, yeah. Right? Right? Uh-huh. What happens to you when you consume alcoholic beverages what is the the end point of that for you if if i if i start out in a in a a bad place it just gets worse it's not fun right i i'm just it's an amplifier yeah but but you said you came home and you 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 had your gallon of whiskey or whatever i mean i don't Uh uh-huh okay might as well I he killed three men that night, <laughs> but they were all in South Phoenix. So no gonna, one cares. Yeah, so no one will care. Right. I don't have to bleep that out. Uh, so like, so then why did I do it? Is that correct? Uh, just sort of like a, a numbingness. I don't know if I if I trick my brain into like this will help. I know the next day, like, or even yeah, the next day I'm like, well, that was stupid. Cause then I have a huge headache and I probably snapped at Serena or I was probably grumpy to my son. So it, there is a sort of fuzzy numbingness. Um, so I guess that's why I do it. Okay. Maslow, do you drink and have a purpose for doing so? Um, when I drink. So um, I don't really drink to get drunk. I, I don't, I, I seldom actually get drunk when I drink. I just, get a little tipsy usually mm-hmm. at most because I am I have very bad social anxiety and it's just a way of uh, you know liquid courage so to speak but I always try to plan out my drinking so what I'll do That's uh, the correct answer <laughs> what I'll do you know if I'm going out to the bar and you know I'm getting there at 10. Um, and the bar closes at two, I will get there and I will like very quickly drink like four drinks because I know that the liver processes about one drink worth of alcohol per hour. And by the time I leave this bar, I will be stone cold sober. And so I, I, I front load my alcohol and, you know, do all the, all the talking and associating <laughs> with other human beings that I need to do. Uh, to feel like an accepted part of society and then just coast. Uh, The opposite of that would be recently I sat down with some friends and we watched the Danish film starring Mads Mikkelsen, Another Round. Oh, yeah. 
which is based on it's it's centered around the idea that uh, if you simply maintain like a certain low blood alcohol level, you will in general be happier. You'll be braver. You'll be more friendly, and other you know positive uh, impacts if you just maintain a constant low uh, blood alcohol level. And it's a fun movie. It certainly doesn't do anything to say that this wouldn't work. But in the movie, they they're like, ah, oh, you know, if if we're this happy at this amount of alcohol level, what happens if we up it a little? And that is, of course, where things start to go off the rails. But you know, I was I was in a comfortable place. I was in my home. I was with friends uh, who I knew had my back, and so I had about probably about eight drinks. Uh, which is the most I have ever had in my life. I was drunker that night than I have ever been in my entire life. And that night it was just, you know, I'm here with my friends. I'm having fun. It's a good night. Let's see what I can do. Uh, It was good. It was fun. I I don't really, I don't, I wouldn't say I drink to numb uh, pain. You know, of course I've probably done it in the past where like, Christ, I need a drink, but uh generally speaking uh the alcohol i buy like really expensive alcohol to help dissuade me uh from I'm just yeah drinking it quickly i have a a full dry bar at home and i have a drink maybe once every couple months and usually it's just yeah i feel like feeling that way again tonight mm-hmm. did we did we win Dean six i don't know um <laughs> movie if you guys have never watched the movie called Barfly. Barfly. I haven't. Barfly, Mickey Rourke. It is a beautiful, beautiful movie centered around drinking, but it's not really about drinking. It's about living your life the way you want to live your life. Barfly. Okay. 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 Besides that, I'll tell you why I drink. I drink to cut down the number of conversations I have going on in my head. I'm always having six, seven, eight conversations at at one time. And then when I consume enough alcohol, it starts to narrow. Or I'm only having one or two conversations. And then I can extremely focus in on something. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be productive on whatever I'm focused in on. Because that one conversation that ends up being the one or two may not be like the most constructive conversations. But still. You know, when I say conversations, I'm always talking to people and full back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yes, that just means that I'm crazy, but that's okay. I I live with it. And but then, but then again, I have a new drink for you guys. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Because if you want to get your, you want to type this out or not. I'm ready. I have my notes. The name is Her Lips. All right. Her Lips. Herbs, lips. No, no, her, as in oh. female, not herbs. Not, it could be herbs. It could be. I'm okay with it being herbs, lips. Fine with me, but okay, I call well, it her lips. lips. Her lips. Her lips, okay? I do not drink wine because I suck at wine. I don't know anything about wine. When I grew up, wine was nitrine, Thunderbird. Those are not wines. Those are, you know, if, I mean, if you want to know about wine, ask a wine elf. And that's what wine elf's drink. But uh-huh. in any case, I discovered sangria a few yes. years back. So I like sangria. So what I what I do is I get a blender, sangria, frozen raspberries, right? 
So instead of ice, you got frozen raspberries. You got okay. sangria. I take like one or two shots of vodka, right? Okay. And then maybe four tablespoons of sugar. Ooh. You put that in the blender and you get her lips. Okay. It is a slushy. Yes. And it is a slushy that my recommendation is before you drink it, you take three ibuprofen that night. <laughs> I'm being honest. Oh, you God. take three ibuprofen before you start drinking her lips because her lips has not as potent as six nut. Not even no, close. yeah. Not even close. But you can't chug or you just can't sit back and enjoy six nut all night. Six nuts one of those things that when it hits you, it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's over. But her lips now. Unfortunately, last week, not this week, but last week, I went through a blender and a half of her lips by myself. And, um, you know, the best part of being drunk is when the next day comes and you're still drunk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I can attest. <laughs> and, and I'm not talking about you're still drunk on the way down. I'm saying mm. you're still drunk. <laughs> Not you're coming down from, no, you're still drunk. Right. Wow. It was fantastic. It was one of those like, you know what? This will work. This will work. <laughs> At my job, we have, uh, we have a rosé sangria slush that is uh, very potent on the alcohol front. And it, we make it with uh, blackberries. Hmm. So it's very similar to what you're saying. And we, we don't like put ice in it and blend it. It's we, we have a slushy machine. And so it's pure. Oh, well, once again, and it's, once it's again. fantastic. Frozen raspberries mm -hmm. cuts out the ice. Yeah. Because you eliminate the ice because the, the ice is going to end up diluting. Right. The alcohol. It's, it's all these things you, you got to think about. See? It, right? you know, about it. Her lips. Her lips. Yeah. And then the, it, it, you know, it comes from. This song, her lips taste like sangria. Her lips taste, you, know, you guys know the song? No. No country? No one besides no. me listens to country around here? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good song. Okay. You already did your song recommendation. I'm not typing that one. You're not uh, okay, but do it still. Her lips. Give it a it. shot if you can. I'm glad we defined consciousness. All right. Um, so the next. Oh no no no! That it, that was that was consciousness for me. Oh no! That was actually my answer. Oh, because when I cut down on the conversations. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm able to focus in on one or two things only. Is okay. when I'm not letting all the outside distractions and conversations in life and whatever, and I'm actually focused on. I'm conscious. I'm awake. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh God, we have like ten more minutes. It's not the time to ask me. Okay, what fine. Is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip it. We'll do it. We'll do it next time. Uh, I mean, it starts with self awareness. That's that's what I'll. That's my answer for now. Yeah, it begins with self awareness. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Knowing, gonna go, knowing that yeah. there is a difference between you and the world around you mm -hmm. the things that you can control you know on a whim the things that you cannot control 
realizing that there's a difference. It's, it's a, something that happens, you know, in very, very early uh, development, mm-hmm. but it is a thing that happens where you, you learn the bounds and limitations of your physical form. Uh, and that, that's where I would say uh, consciousness begins. Okay. How do you feel about grocery shopping? So back to consciousness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're affecting me. Stop it. <laughs> I like grocery shopping. Evidently, we're, we're going after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, grocery shopping. I, I, like, I like both ways, both the uh, pre-COVID way and the ordering everything online and having an underpaid person bring you oh. a bunch of bags Shit. of food in your car. In this heat, I do it too. But in this heat, <laughs> making people walk outside. All right. It's unfortunate. Uh, those people now uh, can be hired as contractors and not full-time employees, which means that they don't have to be paid well. They don't have to be given benefits. Uh, there's lots of wonderful and horrible things that come with it. It has to do with the whole uh, Uber and Lyft uh, mm-hmm. teaming up to be able to keep their employees called contractors. Uh, the implications of that uh I believe it's just a California law at this point. The implications of that law are very far-reaching. Um, and it is something that, in my opinion, uh, needs to be turned over as soon as humanly possible. Uber and Lyft and other contractors High should five. not have... No, no, that, uh, was, that was... Oh. Here's my hand for a comment. Yes. You ready? You ready? Sure. I'm people ready. Still, people still take those jobs, though. Yes. They uh, commonly don't have a choice. Well, well, yeah, even still, even still, people still take those jobs. And yes. un- unfortunately, you know, there's, there's always one extreme and the other extreme. And uh, I remember getting an Uber ride one night here in Chico, which when we got Uber in Chico, I was blown away by that because we're Chico. But anyway, we got Uber in Chico. And this one gentleman had told me that the car we were driving in does not belong to him. Uber rents it for him. He was from the Bay Area, which is four hours away from Chico. This is what he does for a living. So they rent the car from him. He's from the Bay Area. He took a ride from the Bay Area to Sacramento, then took a ride from Sacramento to Chico, and then decided to stay in Chico that night because of the amount of money he was making. And he went on about just driving around doing what he's doing, you know, he's pulling in $1,600, $1,800 a week. And that blew my mind. And he's like, I don't work 40 hours a week doing this. I do not own the vehicle that I'm driving around and I'm not destroying it. This is after all my costs and whatnot. And I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, man, I work 16, 17 hours from start to finish on a catering job, right? And unless I am getting, depending on what they're ordering or whatever, unless it is over, you know, 200 people, I'm not pulling in $1,600, $1,800 per catering job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's this extremes to that. And some people make the choice. I know one of the basketball coaches who, not coaches, directors here in town, and then his off hours, he drives for Uber. I'm like, dude, you're making a killing 
on the dang basketball programs. But he's doing it because he wants the extra money. Now, that's different than someone who's doing it because they're trying to support themselves. I, I fully understand that. But it's still a choice. It really is a choice. And you choose to not have benefits and whatever else and blah, blah, in exchange for your freedom. Because you don't have to clock on and say, um, I'm going to work tonight driving a car. But you do have to clock in at 8 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever at your normal 9 to 5 job. There, I mean, there's a, there's a give and take for everything. And this, this is exactly how Uber and Lyft framed their argument uh, to get these laws changed. They, they paid a lot of people to get the laws changed. <laughs> they, yes, but they, they really also... Did. They, they lobbied like crazy. That's they, what they, they really also, did. <laughs> they also spread uh, advertisements and propaganda all over California saying all the stuff you're saying right now, mm-hmm. which, yes, to an ext- to, uh from a certain perspective, is true. Like I said, the extremes... But it is not the whole truth. Correct. Uh, it is. It is cherry picking. Correct. Um, to, but I'm gonna to, tell you this: when I when I, back in the day when I was dating, I never wanted someone to tell me the whole truth. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I'm being honest. Yeah. If, you, if she told me everything she really thought about me, nah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. The, there's a documentary about specifically the, sorry that we got off on this tangent. We we're talking about grocery shopping. Grocery <laughs> uh, shopping though, it is. There, there's, a, there's a documentary on that law, the Uber Lyft law, whatever it was. Uh, and it's, I think it's called like the most dangerous law in US history. And it's a really interesting documentary. And they, they talk, they go into a lot of depth about why the law was a bad thing. Hmm. Look for that. And why it's why it's hurting people, but yeah, All right. I like shopping. There's my answer. <laughs> Brought it back. I get really annoyed because I don't feel like people know how to move in the world. Why are you taking up the whole aisle? Take your cart with you. Why are you leaving your cart? The families of five, and I, you know, I, I don't know your situation. You can't leave, get or whatever. Like you can't find. I don't know, but. There's six people now in the aisle. I just want these cups of noodles. At least move together as a group, as a unit. <laughs> Why? I, I I just find myself getting really annoyed when I go grocery shopping. So I do the 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 pickup order online. But then they don't have. Sometimes they don't have the thing you wanted. So go well now. I got to go inside anyway because I know y'all have it. You just no one gave it to me for some reason. Grocery shopping. All right. Last question. <laughs> Who inspires you to be better? Something escaping from a bag? <laughs> more or less. Okay. My cat. Um, oh, and now he's making more sound. Fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> uh, who inspires me to be a better person? Yeah. My, my mind instantly goes to like, what idols do I have? Who do I look up to? Mickey Rourke. Uh, no, probably probably okay. my wife and the future children that I want to have who do not yet exist. You know, my whole I've been lose. I've lost forty pounds. Uh, my whole getting fit and getting healthy thing is, you know, I want to be around for my kids' lives. You know, I want them to have fitness 
be a part of their lives and it's not going to be a part of their lives. It's not going to be important to them if it's not important to me. And, you know, what inspires a lot of my actions, you know, even, you know, starting the business as well. I want it to be successful so that I can support myself and my family. So I'd say my family, my family inspires me to be a better person. You're not going to believe the answer, but I'm going to tell you the answer anyway. You ready? My kids, you guys, I'm not joking. I literally gave this answer to someone like uh, a couple days ago. They're asking me what helps me get through my bad days and whatever else. And my answer was all those people that I have affected and I have known one way or the other because in particular our fraternity family and whatnot, right? That's what helps me. That's what inspires me because whenever someone reaches out to me and tells me something, and says, I did this, remember we did this together, whatever else, or I'm thinking about you or that, it honestly just inspires me because I'm like, crap, whatever bad day I'm having, one way or the other, I've affected someone else's life, even in a small bit, small bat, small, small, small bit. And that's what makes me a better person in my own mind. You guys. Thank you. I'm being honest. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. All right, so thanks, thanks guys for... (laughs) um, no, I, which Dwayne Johnson? Which one? The Rock Dwayne Johnson. Is there another Dwayne Johnson? Well, there's multiple versions of him. Uh, there's the fat kid in high school version. Not him. Not him. Oh, for reals? No, I would say the the whole the whole embodiment of Dwayne Johnson. Even even okay. the the small fat kid in, in school. I mean that 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 led to who he is now. And I don't knock the man. I like the man. I got nothing against him. In fact, I just told someone how i'm so proud of him to get disney money yes you know what disney money is my gosh so right now maslo if you had disney money <laughs> i mean if you had disney money my yeah you know what disney money mean? disney money is recurring money that just never stops mm-hmm. once you do something disney right mm-hmm. i watched it as a kid so one day i'm gonna have kids and I want my kids to watch the same movie or whatever that I saw uh-huh. and they can have that experience or whatever. And then all this, this Disney money just keeps, it just never stops. I mean, that mouse, that, and, and years ago I told somebody, what, what was it? Was it the, uh, was it a two fairy or no, the one where he was the football star and he had the daughter. Yeah. The two fairy life and she bedazzled his, football and whatever else and i remember someone was telling me that movie was horrible and i was like that movie is going to be the beginning of this guy being set for the rest of his life because people are going to watch that movie and that's when he stopped being the rock and he Uh became that's when he became uh dwayne again whatever right Uh like disney money so i have nothing against the rock i love the guy i think he's doing i I love everything's Disney money. Disney money. Not Disney money. That's look. Disney money. I don't Disney. Disney money. I don't know what you gotta do. <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh, I'm working on it. I mean, <laughs> he's trying to get to it. I mean, I mean, I'm not joking. If you gotta like kiss butt to to the mouse somehow, I'll be like, you're the greatest character ever made. Woohoo! <laughs> I'll do it. I'll sell my soul. But no, I, it would it would be my loved ones as well. We affect each other, right? Um, whether it's just texting or 
doing this or we see each other every day it's just these little things we we do for each, little or big things that we do for each other and I mean I think that's that's beautiful the relationships I have and so I feel like I owe it to you all to be the best version of myself if in case you ever need me or so that I can be there for you if if something ever were to come up even if it's not a big emergency I feel like interactions just hopefully make us better um so I think that when I when I'm feeling pretty down that usually brings me back up is remembering the people and then Dwayne Johnson as I've said before Enigma you have a particular gift for reaching out to me when I'm not feeling great and it's just a weird thing you do. You'll send me a text every once in a while, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, whatever, breathe, whatever you're dealing with. And now I, now I have her lips to go along with that. So. All right. I'm going to try some, I'm going to try to make some herbs lips later. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. Before, awesome. we, before, we, before you shut this down. Yes. I just want to mention one more thing. Yes. Because you said cadence, and I didn't say anything about cadence the entire <laughs> podcast okay uh-huh. and i will not mention the fact that i am still fatter than cadence okay and i will not mention the fact that cadence is i know it i'm pretty sure of it he's finally got on board with the jury curl being the you know mm-hmm. the being the cure for the covid delta variant as well definitely there you go yeah jury curl juice yeah he's he in COVID. he's in san francisco i don't know that that's kind of far away from chico but Twenty-four uh, hours. Four hours. Find him. Give him. Bring us some Jerry Curl. I think that's what he was I, I've asking tried, for. And he's told me he's not going to let me know his location. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's already told me that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I will bring the Jerry Curl juice. So he's like, I'm not telling you where I am. Some people just do not want to be cured. Let's see, and that's a choice, Maslow. All right. <laughs> Choices and, and Disney money. I, I need a little Jerry Curl. <laughs> Everyone needs a little Jerry Curl. Everybody. All right. I love you both. Have a great rest of your weekend. Eat rice. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Bye, guys. Yeah. (laughs) You mean you're you're intentionally sleeping outside? (laughs) You're intentionally sleeping on the ground? I mean, once again, perspective. Perspective.